0: Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, negotiations on renewable energy in the city of Glens Falls. I'm Gary Scott and today is Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, Lake George's new mayor and two new trustees, Glens Falls seeking community input on noise ordinance, Glens Falls school district's final options for its new mascot. The alleged shooter in the recent Queensbury Road Rage case offered a plea deal in court, the Star Teen Excellence Awards, and the Adirondacks Welcome Center to celebrate International Waffle Day this Saturday. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community, and what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the Greater Glens Falls area. For example, I would like to thank one of our community partners, Cerrone Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning in Queensbury, offering residential and commercial plumbing and heating or cooling installation, repair, and maintenance services to the community for over 25 years. Their professionally trained plumbers and HVAC technicians are capable of completing any job from start to finish with a promise to deliver unmatched customer service in the process. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website, or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com, and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. And don't forget, you can now get yourself a copy of the official Glens Falls Today, Quarterly Business Report. You can find one of those at Spot Coffee in downtown Glens Falls, and we've got more drop locations that'll be available soon, so I will keep you posted. History unfolded this week, as Ray Perry, running unopposed, was elected mayor of Lake George on Tuesday, following the 52-year tenure of Mayor Robert Blaze, who is retiring as of March 31st. According to Sun Community News, for many months, Blaze has been recognized as the nation's longest-serving mayor still in office. There was a robust voter turnout on Tuesday, likely prompted by a three-way race for the two open Village trustee seats, in which Lake George Beach Club owner and proprietor Jose Filomino received 136 votes. He was followed by physical therapist Allison Miller with 107 points, and Randy Powell, commander of the local American Legion post, with 96 votes. Perry, a village trustee since April 2007, is the proprietor of an enterprise involved in locating, licensing, and permitting cell phone transmission sites, as well as tower management. After the election's paper ballots were counted by hand, Perry said he seeks to continue Blaze's hands-on approach. He said, quote, I intend to carry on Mayor Blaze's legacy of good governance while pursuing modernization initiatives, working to make Lake George Village all it can be. Jose Filamino moved to Lake George in 2015 took over a lakefront tavern, and turned it into a thriving year-round restaurant. He said that he'll be advocating for long-term infrastructure and amenities development while retaining Lake George Village's hometown character. Allison Miller, who has a doctorate degree from Upstate Medical University and is a physical therapist practicing at Saratoga Hospital, said she was happy about the support she received from the public. She said she intends to listen to the ideas and concerns expressed by her constituents, and that her decision-making on the Village Board will reflect their viewpoints. Randy Powell congratulated Philomino and Miller, and said he was likely to run again for trustee in two years. The City of Glens Falls is looking for input on whether things are getting too loud. According to News 10, starting this week, the City's Building and Codes Committee is reviewing Glens Falls' Noise Ordinance, and wants public input on how things sound. A new survey has been released for city and area residents to weigh in on whether enough is being done to control noise in the five wards of Glens Falls. The city asks for specifics on whether users live or work in the city, information on the type of neighborhood in which they live, and comments about the state of noise pollution in the city. Ward 3 Councilwoman Diana Palmer said, quote, Any changes to the noise ordinance will have to be measurable and objective. While we will be looking at other communities for examples, we want to make sure we are crafting an ordinance unique to our city and the needs of our residents. Currently, the city's only form of noise ordinance consists of City Code Section 458 which applies fine to the specifics of noise generated by trash collection vehicles, but not much more, leaving little guidance for things like noisy sporting events and community gatherings. Any noise that falls outside of that single paragraph of code is, by comparison, ungoverned. Code Enforcement Officer Justin Reckner said, quote, Section 458 only addresses a limited number of situations as it stands and relates to noise. If any situation arises above and beyond the limited language within the code, We can't really do much if a situation becomes a persistent problem. News 10 reports feedback collected from the survey will be reviewed and brought up for discussion next week when the Building and Codes Committee holds its next meeting, set for Monday, March 27th at 1 p.m. at Glens Falls City Hall. Now, before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. The Glens Falls Common Council has approved a letter of intent from Northern Power and Light for negotiations over renewable power sources in the city. According to the Post Star, Northern Power & Light, based in Saranac Lake, said in the letter of intent that they would work with city officials to secure hydroelectricity credits from the Warrensburg facility to offset 80-100% to 100% of Glens Falls's electricity expenses. The contract would also allow np and to source US-based hydro-renewable energy credits to match the usage of the city's accounts served by np and allowing the city to make a renewable energy claim. At last week's Common Council meeting, City Economic Development Director Jeff Flagg said, quote, They are a small hydro facility operator mostly in the North Country and Adirondacks. They purchased the small hydro facility in Warnsburg and they're looking to use that as a community distributed generation project. Lens Falls would have credits billed at a 5% discount. If e-value is adopted, credits would be billed at 10%. According to the letter, the city would see a net savings of $25,000 to $50,000 per year np and proposed a contract for two years with the city that will renew on an annual basis with the provision that Glens Falls can exit or reduce the contract volumes at any time with six months notice. The Post Star reports a low-income discount program was also proposed, which offers a discount of 25% to eligible residents. The discount program would be included in an outreach campaign put out by np and celebrating the city's choice of supporting local renewables. Flag added that in order for the project to kick off, it has to fit with the New York Power Authority's assistance to the city in the development and analysis of solar systems at two Queensbury landfills and two Glens Falls rooftop sites. Flagg said, quote, Energy cost went up rather extraordinarily in the most recent contract we had. One of the benefits of that is that the two projects can't overlap. The Community Distributed Generation project would need to conclude. Another update to a big ongoing story, the final options for Glens Falls School District's new mascot, as chosen by the Superintendent's Student Cabinet, were announced on Tuesday by School Superintendent Chrislyn Dengler. According to the Glens Falls Chronicle, the decision has been narrowed down to the Knights, the Wolves, the Black Bears, and the Hawks. In an email, Dr. Dengler said that the final ranked choice survey would be released to Glens Falls High School students yesterday, and to the community, today. She said the student cabinet has met regularly to analyze data from two previous student and community surveys regarding the definition of the school's values and the exercise to match mascot ideas to those defined values. From hundreds of data points, the cabinet refined those values to be unity, support, passion, and grit. And from hundreds of additional data points, the cabinet distilled these final choices for Glens Falls' new mascot. Dengler said, quote, it is important to note that we will remain GF Nation and continue using that moniker going forward, we are simply choosing a new mascot to go with it. The cabinet has already agreed to keep GF Nation as it embodies our core values. The mascot gives us an icon to rally school spirit around. Well, for what it's worth, I personally think Glens Falls Black Bears sounds very cool, but I suppose we will learn which one they've chosen very soon. The man accused of shooting and injuring another man in the Queensbury Walmart parking lot following a road rage incident was offered a plea deal of 14 years in prison yesterday. The Post Star reports 34-year-old Adrian Cemento appeared in Warren County Court to hear the proposal, which in addition to the state prison term included five years of parole in exchange for pleading guilty to two charges of the six-count charge indictment. However, Cemento's lawyer, public defender Brian Pilatsky, indicated that his client would need more time to consider the offer and the matter was adjourned until April 5th. In January, a new indictment was handed up to Warren County Court Judge Robert Smith, charging Cementel with additional crimes. He is currently charged with two felony counts of second-degree criminal possession of a weapon, attempted assault with intent to cause serious injury with a weapon, assault with intent to cause physical injury with a weapon, and misdemeanor counts of fourth-degree criminal possession of a weapon and third-degree menacing. The incident took place on November 27th. Cementel is accused of engaging in an aggressive driving encounter near the Northway Plaza, then following Brendan Grant's vehicle into the Walmart parking lot where police say a verbal and physical confrontation ensued. Judge Smith told Cementel that the offer would require him to plead guilty to the charge of criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree, with the understanding that he'd be sentenced to a determinate term of 14 years imprisonment, followed by 5 years of post-release supervision. He would also be required to plead guilty to the charge of assault in the second degree, whereby he would be sentenced to a determinate term of seven years' imprisonment, followed by three years of post-release supervision. Those sentences would run concurrently or at the same time. The Post Star reports this offer would also require Cementel to pay restitution for any uninsured medical bills of Grant, who lives in New York City. Cementel has been held in the Warren County Jail since November 29th, with no bail since it was revoked by Judge Smith in January. 22 students from across the Adirondack region gathered at SUNY Adirondack this week to celebrate their accomplishments throughout their academic careers at the Post Star Teen Excellence Awards. So that's what that big crowd was for the other day. According to the PostStar, following a group breakfast on Tuesday morning, the students walked onto the stage of the Northwest Bay Conference Center in Adirondack Hall of SUNY Adirondack to receive trophies commemorating their hard work. These awards are distributed to students that demonstrate personal growth, leadership, and innovation along with commitment to the community. The awards were sponsored by Nimer Auto Group and Suny Adirondack. One award recipient, Lewis Pratt of Whitehall High School, was a driving force in relaunching the Whitehall Students Against Destructive Decisions, or SAD, project during the pandemic. He's taken trips to Washington D.C. for SAD conferences and is now the student leadership council president for the SAD New York chapter. And as a sophomore, he created his own evidence-informed mental health program that is now being used nationwide. Abby York of Queensbury High School was another distinguished student that received an award for her work. She said that her passion for children has empowered her feelings of wanting to make a difference in the community. York is Queensbury's senior class treasurer, a member of National Honor Society and the Key Club, a student senate member, and more. Anna Strader of Indian Lake Central School said her guidance counselor nominated her for the award, and although her high school career seemed short due to the pandemic, she remained passionate to make a change. Strader has been the student council treasurer and is now president, another National Honor Society member, a Big Buddies mentor, co president of the Varsity Sports Club, and others. And Caitlin Van Dusen of Schuylerville High School grew up working on Koval Brothers Dairy Farm in Saratoga with her mother since she was eight years old. She said her time working on the farm and with Holstein Cows taught her lessons that got her to the Teen Excellence Award. Some of Van Dusen's other accomplishments include being the secretary of both the NHS and the Skylerville Future Farmers of America chapter. She'll be attending Delaware Valley University in Pennsylvania for agriculture this fall. So congratulations to them and all the other award recipients, very well deserved, and once again reminding me that there are some really great kids coming up through school these days. I hope as they graduate and get out into the world that they have the chance to make a difference to the world, no matter how big or small it may be. And finally, if you're as excited for International Waffle Day as I am, but don't have time to fire up your own griddle, then let me tell you, you're in luck. News 10 reports the Northway Welcome Center by Exit 18 has some special treats for travelers coming through this Saturday. International Waffle Day is Saturday, March 25th, celebrating all things waffle. From 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Adirondacks Welcome Center will host decadent delights by Send Me Waffles, offering both sugar and maple varieties with a choice of maple syrup from a list of local maple artisans. Waffles will be cooked fresh on site using local milk and eggs from Stewart's shops and butter from Runnybrook Farms. These waffles will be cooking at the Adirondacks Welcome Center located just before exit 18 heading northbound on the Adirondack Northway. And that is all I've got for the Morning Brief today. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the Morning Brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area. So if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.